Hello, welcome back. Um, I'm going to play a little song by Fair Abraham to kind of like get us in the mood. Okay, it's like incomprehensible garbage, right? But I love it. So like younger listeners might think that it's like, is that Blady? Is that, I think it's Blade. Is that 100 Gex? Is it 1,000 Gex? I don't know how many Gex there are. But I just like finally uh, gave in to the Fair Abraham experience because like that clip came across my desk on like twitter.com. And, like, for years, people were like, oh, no, you need to listen to Farrah Abraham. Like, uh, it's, like, so ahead of its time. And, like, no, I know it's going to be so bad that I love it. But for some reason, I was like, I can't. I just can't. Like, I know it's going to be so kind of aggressive and, like, annoying. Um, and it is, but it's it's good. That's the last song on her album. I think, like, every track is, like, a minute and 45 seconds long. <laughs> um, which, like, how long this episode is maybe going to be? Um no, not really. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing it solo. I had a guest planned. She dropped out. And then I was like texting a best friend of the pod, Antonio. I sent him the topics list. And I was like, um, we could record together. But I kind of feel like there's so many topics that are just like very me-centric that I'm like, do I need another person? Um, and granted, my last episode was a solo episode. That's why I was a little like self-conscious but like literally who cares um yeah I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pants tonight um i also have been doing a little like gay guy podcast tour of america i was in chicago and uh austin texas uh virtually i went on thought topics um i think the names are nick and chris like i hope that's right I had a lot of fun talking with them. We we discussed Sharpstick, Lena Dunham's newest movie, and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And then I went on Jack Mason's podcast, The Perfume Nationalist, where we talked about Lena Dunham's entire uh, filmography from um, her f- student film in college, creative nonfiction, to girls, to tiny furniture, to Sharpstick and uh, and perfume uh it was like a three hour 15 minute bonanza i had a good time recording both um i think they're both paywalled so like do what you will with that subscribe but like also don't unsubscribe um 
So anyways, during the process of recording Jack's podcast, I realized I had like 12 different samples of like Comme des Garçons fragrances in my drawer. I was like, oh shit, like let me just get into these. Um, And I was like pretty drunk. I don't really remember like, (laughs) I know I like tried a bunch of scents out and I remember I had a scent uh, or a sample, sorry, that was Comme des Garçons original, which is uh, their first ever fragrance, 1994. And, you know, my birthday's around the corner, so I found it on eBay. Like, you can't find this shit on, you know, you go to, like, the link on, like, Dover Street Market. It's, like, doesn't exist. And, like, maybe I could go to Chelsea and go to the Comme des Garçons store and, like, I'm not taking the train. If it's a risk, I'm not taking the train. So I bought it on eBay, and I'm going to do a live little unboxing of... Um, Comme des Garçons original. So it's like a white. It's just it's a the box has nothing on it. Um, which is, I guess it's very chic. Um, and it has a little kind of like barcode, and it says like Comme des Garçons above it, and it's like like an obelisk basically. So I'm gonna try to get this next to the microphone, and I'm gonna open it up. Oh, the the sounds are peaking. Okay, we should pull it away. Um, I had an espresso martini tonight, which is like, okay, $14 and I tip $3. So like that's $17 and like, God, for, I mean, I, I compare everything to like Applebee's prices upstate. So I'm like, I could have literally had like a $9 entree and tipped like 75% and like had a meal, but I got like one drink and I forgot to eat today. I had like a peanut butter cookie. Anyways, okay. I'm unsheathing the plastic from the cardboard box and I'm just throwing it on the ground. Like, I don't even care. Okay. Opening box now. Okay, so just... Um, let me slide it out. Okay. There's cardboard. It's wrapped in plastic. I'm so excited, because, like, truly... Oh, it's beautiful. It looks like honey. It looks like honey. Oh, this is, like, vacuum-sealed. Um... I'm gonna take a pic and I'll put it I'll put it in my like monthly photo drop but it's like truly like a like 13 by 19 sheet of plastic and it's like suspended in it weird and this is like um like manufacture this is I bought it on eBay did I already say that but um I you know I'd like to you know have a reputable dealer i don't buy shit on ebay because i'm like who are these people even if they have like um you know a lot of positive feedback i'm like do i trust anyone okay so i've released the scent from its packaging it's in my hand it's a clear bottle oh my god okay here we go i'm gonna do the first spray first spray on wrist Oop. Oh, it doesn't, like, spray like a normal scent. It, like... It kind of, like, mists. Interesting. Okay, so this spray is truly different. Like, a lot of, like, perfume bottles, like, spray, like, like, huge sprays. And you're like, oh, let me capture it. I think this allows you to, like, spray it close to you. And, like, actually, this makes so much sense. I'm going to reek, but I'm going to spray it one more time. I'm going to do it, like, right next to the microphone. 
you can probably barely hear it because it's like um it's like not um also this shit was like a hundred eighty dollars like i'm not fucking this better last <laughs> it smells so beautiful it smells so beautiful and i tried it live on air with with jack as i was describing earlier um i'm gonna look it up on fragrantica and kind of just give you guys like what the what's in it because you know i'm not like a professional um top notes clove cinnamon cardamom nutmeg middle notes coriander rose geranium cedar base notes honey incense pepper styrax french labdanum and sandalwood it's like it's it's like um it, it sticks more than um I used to wear black pepper by Comme des Garçons. It literally ran out today. So it like perfect timing that I got the new fragrance in the mail. Um, like I can barely smell black pepper on me, but people will be like, Oh, what are you wearing? I love that. I'm like, I just, to me, I smell like cigarettes and like, um, like body owner. Um, anyways, this is like my little birthday present to myself, you know, September 12th, gay guy. September is right on the corner best friend of the pod heather jewett's visiting a coincidence but like she'll be here we're gonna record a pod in person um oh, i can't wait to wake up to this scent tomorrow it's like giving me a new lease on life i mean i would love to be more in a sense but i'm very frugal i mean i know espresso martini doesn't lend itself to that but like uh a scent will like you know it's magical it takes you to another place um and it like kind of relieves anxiety for like maybe 30 seconds, which is honestly like enough for me sometimes. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm flying solo. I wanted to, I mean, the topics list is so long and I'm going to get to like everything, but, um, I'm going to start off with the VMAs, which like, who cares? Like I get it. It's a demonic ritual, but my first ever solo episode was two years ago. I think it was in September. Um, Growing up, it was like always like you know my birthday September twelfth. Um, it was like back to school birthday VMAs, where like it all happened within like a week. And I love the VMAs growing up. <laughs> like I definitely still love it to this day. Um, so I watched it. I didn't know it was happening until like as it was happening, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I should just suck it up, park it on the couch and watch this godforsaken ritual um so i tune in i'm watching they call it the black carpet now i don't know if it was always called that they call it the black carpet now and they also call it like moon person like moon man is over they're like (laughs) they're like flo millie is getting the moon person for best lip sync artist they was always like cut to her in like every commercial break and she was not even trying to lip sync. I don't really know who she is. Um, but I'm like, you should know the words to your own song. Anyways, Jack Harlow was like introducing the whole, the whole spectacle. And I guess the song he has out now samples Fergie's song, Fergie from like Black Eyed Peas, like we know her, um, Glamorous. And so then she comes on stage and like I love Fergie I was there Jack Harlow was like Fergie's like music like changed my life she was he I think he literally said that like 
Fergie's music was the most influential, like she was the most influential artist to him. Clearly a lie. He's also clearly on drugs. I don't know. It's like maybe my, you know, gun to my head, ketamine and cocaine, which is like every person you meet in North Brooklyn on any given night at any given hour. Um, so she comes out and like, <laughs> I love her, but like, she really didn't even tear it, but it's fine. Cause like, she looks great. She's no longer on crystal meth. Uh, I remember reading a thing where she was like in a church and she was at the peak of her crystal meth addiction and she kicked meth she agreed to go to rehab because she told herself like she thought that like helicopters and like the SWAT team were outside of the church and she like got up off like the pew and she told herself like if I go outside and there are no FBI agents and SWAT teams like I have to go to rehab and she did because obviously there was no one after her so I'm very proud of Fergie for that I I will go to bat for Fergie like every day of the week um and yeah i mean you know whatever she looks the same she looks exactly the same it's like crazy um the performance whatever there were actually there were a lot of performances Act- the, the the whole thing of the vma is like it, it used to be like it wasn't so rushed things were like a little more um you focused on so it was like this person's performing and then we're going to have some like awards given out and now it's like here's an award and then here's like a a graphic of like other awards given and then here's like someone performing 20 miles away in new jersey and then here's a commercial break and then here's another performance in a different stage 20 miles in the other direction like it doesn't make any sense but it's fine it's like it's as chaotic as like you know gen z is used to that shit they're on tiktok their their brains have been scrambled um, and so of mine, you know, like, I don't, what do you think I'm doing here? This is crazy. I'm thir- I'm turning 34 in like a week and a half. I'm talking about the VMAs alone in my room, huddled over a microphone. They got me. They got me, Gail. Anyways, God, let me tackle this list of the VMAs. Lil Nas X kept winning. He was on drugs with Jack Harlow, clearly. And he had this like little tiny bag. It was like I think it was like Jacquemus or something, but like he was covering his dick with it, and uh, it was weird because I was like, "Are you like what was?" I was like, "Is he being shy or is he like exposing himself?" I mean, I'm cool either way. Like he's mad hot, so like work. Uh, um, my notes are very out of order, so like not that anyone gives a shit. Uh, Blackpink performed a Korean uh, not band, a group Um, K-pop makes me uncomfortable guys, and I don't mean this in any kind of racist way I just know like what it takes to be in a K-pop band, and it's like pretty much Nazi Germany they like take you away from your family when you're 12, and like (laughs) like if you thought that like boy bands like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were kind of crazy, where it's like oh they make them dance it's so much worse in Korea. <laughs> like, I don't want to not support them, but their music does sound like it's from the depths of hell to me. Or Blackpink does. I don't, I'm not like, I'm not like that versed in K pop because, like, I don't want to enter that world because it seems 
extremely dark. There's a lot of suicides. There's a lot like the fan behavior of K-pop is like the most demented shit you could even imagine with fandom. Like worse than like Britney Spears in like 2008 and you know before that. Um and like they were okay at dancing. I was like, okay, they weren't as as sharp. I mean, listen, I grew up watching Dance Moms, and these five year olds could be a little more in sync than they were. They were fine. There was something. It was somewhat impressive. You know, they did the thing where they like line up and do this sort of like um, who's like the eight handed like goddess of whatever. They were doing some of that. They'd break apart and like do some sort of whatever, and they try to like <laughs> then they like have like black sense and they like rap and I'm like oh wait this is like one song which is like three minutes long has so many different fucking genres in it um it makes me want to like lay down on a sword in like an H&M and die that's like what their music is for committing seppuku in a a fucking H&M in like the men's department which is like the bleakest thing you could ever imagine um anyways Lizzo performed like the stage was like a triangle and like behind like the, the background was a triangle, the stage was a triangle, and Lizzo incorporated all these graphics that were she was alone on stage. And you know, normally she has like a ton of dancers, because like I obviously watched her Amazon show that was like like kind of like making the band, but like making the fat like backup dancer group, and they would all like roll their ankles and like hurt their knees. And everyone's like, big girls can do it just the same as like any other dancer. Uh, I mean, like, clearly no, but literally it's fine. Anyways, she danced by herself. She's a great spirit. I like, guess what, bitch? I like Lizzo. I see her, like, in 10 years, I think she'll be, like, really good. She needs to get this, like, bullshit out of her system. But there are, like, moments in a lot of her songs which I think are, like, truly, like, triumphant and, like, stand the test of time. And, uh... I don't want to take anything away from her because like she has a great voice. She can play the flute. She's a flautist and um, her performance was cool. The graphics. I don't know. It was fine. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers performed later on and like wait Anthony Kiedis is literally so fucking hot he has like adolf hitler hair and like a mustache like it's clearly like shoe polish like dyed hair but his hair is like real i think wait what if it's not i'm not gonna google it it seems like real hair um and so they won a couple awards and like he gave a speech and then but like flea flea just like makes my heart sore he's like still missing teeth and I think, like, friend of the pod, Nomi Fry, like, spotted him around Dime Square a few days ago. And, uh, he, like, I don't know what he said. He was, like, he was just, like, I love you. I love everyone. Blah, blah, blah. It was, you know, but it, his heart was on display. And I like that because he's, like, I mean, Gen Z probably thinks he's literally, like, their grandfather's age, which he probably is. But, like, good for him. Um... Again, these topics are so out of order, but I thought it was so funny. There's a there's a um, category called Song for Good, which in my mind was just like created so like Kendrick Lamar could win like a bunch of VMAs like years ago. So it's like songs that have like a message. Um, and I'm probably like Macklemore probably won 
this award like six or seven years ago but then it was like <laughs> these, these okay the first like nominee was like Kendrick Kendrick Lamar and then like someone else and then like Lizzo I'm like what and then this like I literally like spit my water out the next <laughs> it was like song for good lotto pussy and the song is just like a slut anthem it's not like it's like song for good pussy <laughs> Anyways, Lizzo won that category for the song, like, About Damn Time. Um, which, I mean, I, I've heard the song. I don't really like it that much. I like her song with Cardi B that's um, uh, what's called Rumors. The song's actually incre- incredible. It's crazy. It's, like, three and a half minutes long. There's, like, horns. It's very triumphant. Um, I, you know, I'm, like, neither here nor there with Cardi B, but in that song, I was, like, here with Cardi B like I'm uh I'm into it um Eminem and Snoop Dogg performed they're like sitting on this couch like smoking a huge blunt and then like it cuts like a like a CGI like music video of the two of them and they're like NFT apes and they're like driving a car it was literally just like a CGI or 3D what do you even call it's like cartoon I don't know they were just like it was like worse than gorillas. They're like NFTs. And I was like, this is the most bleak satanic shit I've ever seen. Um, the gates of hell reopened with that performance. Um, speaking of the gates of hell, bad bunny performed. He won like artist of the year or something, but he was like performing in like Yankee stadium. I don't know if it was a VMAs thing or he was just like having his own like little concert, but, um, they told him on stage that he won. It was cute. I mean, like, he was performing live, and, like, there were some other people performing live that, like, he can, like, rap and sing at the same time, and he, like, is very talented. All his gimmicks and, like, shticks aside, like, his live show seemed the most genuine out of any, I would say, man. Any man on stage. Um, and then he kissed, like, a female backup dancer, and then he kissed a male backup dancer. And it was like supposed to be shocking but like i like, i don't know what's going on with me i'm like this is like you're throwing your lifestyle in my face <laughs> like i don't care like no one cares tattoo did this madonna did this britney did this christina did this this is not so shocking maybe gen z just needs like a redux of this to like reintroduce it but like literally no one it was not shocking you probably didn't even, like see it on twitter it's probably not even trending like no one cares um so it's just kind of embarrassing to see people like dick around with your own culture. Um, not that I, <laughs> I'm like accusing of appropriating kissing men. Kiss every guy. I don't care. But also like, it didn't really like solicit a reaction for me. Or I think like really anyway. I think we're kind of over that shit. Um, another highlight of the evening was uh, Nicki Minaj was like awarded the Video Vanguard Award, which is long overdue. I love Nicki Minaj. Um, I don't want to hang out with her. I don't really want to be in the same room as her. Um, but somehow she introduced Dixie D'Amelio for like some award and she like mispronounced Dixie D'Amelio's name, which is amazing. Dixie D'Amelio, you know, I love her. She's the most useless person you could ever even like imagine. She's Charlie D'Amelio's sister. Um, which again, she was like the most popular person on TikTok until a few months ago, I think. Um, 
she's just like an average white girl who can kind of dance again going back to abby lee miller abby lee miller dance company uh i can there's five-year-olds that dance better than charlie d'amelio um i'm not gonna list them uh but you know go back and watch dance moms they're there they're out there um and i don't even remember what the category was um probably the most harrowing moment of the evening was Billy Eichner coming out and promoting his new movie Bros uh, the first gay rom-com by a major motion picture studio Um, he came out wearing like a Zara outfit Uh, it was like a black sheer short sleeve button down um, and like black pants were kind of shiny I mean to me the outfit was like tame Compared to, like, if you looked at, like, the Step and Repeat on, like, the Fire Island premiere, those clothes are just, like, I don't know who designs them, who makes them, and who actually wants to wear them. It's, like, what James Charles wears. But I'm, like, James Charles is a woman, probably. So, like, transition or get off the fucking pot. Um, That goes to every cast member of Fire Island. Like, Like, wearing, like, a weird, like, short suit combo with like cutouts i'm like no one i can't imagine anyone like actually wanting that or anyone actually being attracted to that outfit it's like this weird genre of clothes where i'm like why is this happening like proving a point like we know you're a huge faggot that's fine i'm not saying like tone it down i'm saying like literally tone it up but in a cooler way like, don't wear, like, a Shein, like, blazer with, like, a, the back missing. Like, I don't know. Like, do something interesting. Be yourself. <laughs> Get a job. Um. Oh, so Billy Eichner came on stage, and he was, like, screaming at the top of his lungs. He's, like, the Supreme Court recently, like, he, like, barely talked about Roe v. Wade. He's, like, Clarence Thomas is, a like, a homophobe. He wants to, like, bring us back to, like, the last century, which, like, probably true. But, like, he was, like, rambling on and on, screaming about the Supreme Court. And then he's like, the Supreme Court is in the past. Bros is the future. Like, his movie is the future? Like, it literally, like, <laughs> I almost turned the TV off. It was so gross. He's just, like, using, um, like, women who can't get abortions to promote his new fucking movie, which probably sucks dick in hell. It's so embarrassing and so weird. And then, of course, I'm sure there's, like, you know, signs or, like, lights in the audience, like, cheer, clap, and everyone's, like, going crazy. But I know there's no way he actually convinced those people to actually, like, get rowdy and get loud about this, like, really unimportant bullshit um oh god i'm sorry fuck billy eichner billy on the street had like a few good moments but otherwise i'm like you're harassing new yorkers on the street like we need to be left alone my favorite billy on the street bit was like he would go up to people and just say for a dollar name a woman like name one woman and like most people couldn't do it (laughs) couldn't i'm like that's interesting is it worth anything? No. Get him off. Get the fag off the TV. I don't need to see that. You know what I mean? Tyra Banks. Um, okay. 
we're almost done with the VMAs. Best new artist. I don't remember who won. I didn't write it down, but I guess it's voted on now by like viewers. So they're giving like people's choice awards. I didn't know that. I thought it was like someone selected it. Um, And then, you know, end of the night, best video was announced and Taylor Swift won for some like 10 minute video that I did not watch. I love Taylor Swift. I became a Swifty after in the depths of despair during quarantine, she released folklore. I mean, I always kind of liked her. I mean, a lot of her songs are cringe and kind of um, impossible to listen to for me, but I, I knew as a songwriter, she has the chops. I mean, you just don't like produce that much shit and have like the writing credits to support it. Like she's an artist with something to say. Of course she's corny and cringe, whatever. She has some incredible songs. So she won best new video or best video whatever and then she announced that she has a new album coming out in like october called midnights and it's like 13 songs that she recorded in the middle of the night when she couldn't sleep um which is like really corny and gay but i was like honestly like we all have dark nights of the soul i haven't had one in a long time last time i had one was like a year ago um where i threw up all over my room and fell naked in a pile of my own vomit i i've talked about this in the pod before go back in time um but it was an accident anyways uh i'm excited for the album we'll see what i mean there are 13 songs there's no titles it's just like track one or it's like night whatever night one um as much as I want to like love the concept, it's also like kind of harrowing that like someone who's worth like hundreds of millions of dollars has more dark nights of the soul than me who has virtually no money. Um, again, I'm half naked huddle over a microphone with a hard kombucha, um, talking about the VMAs and I can sleep better than she does. So that's, um, kind of interesting. So that's probably the VMAs. Um, maybe I'll take a little break. Um, and I have a lot of topics. It's like a full computer screen worth of topics. Um, I can probably blast through them. I can probably do an hour. If not, get over it. I don't know. But it's a lot of movies, TVs, TV shows. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for sticking with me. I'm going to bang the gong. I miss banging the gong. Gong. God, how am I slurring? I hate caffeine and alcohol. I love them both. I love you guys. Okay, be right back. Hello. Okay, we're back. We're recording. We're live. Um, yeah, no, speaking of being live, uh, I noticed when you uploaded to Patreon, there was an option to do like a live stream and uh, younger listeners, which I think constitutes all of you. Um, let me know if you know what that is, because like it could be fun once in a while for me to like go live on Patreon. I'd rather do that on Patreon than Instagram, because like I don't want uh, people who don't want to be there to be there. You know what I mean? Uh, it could be cool, you know, a couple of times a month to just kick back and uh, 
have some 23 year olds that I don't know their first or last name uh, ridicule me and rake me across the coals. Uh, so yeah, you know, sound off in the comments about that. Anyways, yeah, now we're back. I've got, oh my God, there's so many topics. Um, again, a lot of TV movies. Before we get started, I want to congratulate Carl and Lindsay Hubbard from Summer House for getting engaged. Uh, Lindsay Hubbard, Hubcaps, she's off the market, folks. So time to move on. I think they're probably a match. I think she got like sober for him. Carl, like, you know, he's like, he's like, oh no, drinking is my problem. But then once in a while he would allude to like cocaine, which like, duh, like, duh, <laughs> such a rabid coke ad. Um, which, hey, it's fine. We've all been there. Um, so yeah, he's in sober for a while. Good for him. Carl, I honor and celebrate you on your sobriety. And Lindsay, I honor you as well. <laughs> your tennis ball titties. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got the People Magazine paycheck of like, we're showing you the first photos. And they're filming Summer House as this happened too. They'd like sneak away to do this photo shoot. Um, I love the media. I love reality television. This is all so organic and cool. Um, anyways, yeah, I've also been watching Southern Charm, which I missed the first few seasons and I'm kind of dreading going back because I feel like it's so dark and debaucherous with like Catherine and Thomas Ravenel. Um, but this new season, Craig, who's, I have a crush on, like Craig is cute. He's the only one that like didn't come for money and he's, has his own like home decor line. He makes pillows. People used to shit on him. I mean, he's a raging drunk. He's always, like, beer in hand. And, like, it's crazy because, like, I mean, I drink a decent amount, but, like, these guys drink so much and, like, have no... They have, like, a flat stomach and they're, like, 38. I don't know how they do it. Um, maybe they're taking Adderall. I have too much anxiety to do any kind of upper, so um, that's just where I'm at. But Craig is, like, literally... Craig has, like, BPD. Or he's just, like, fiercely loyal, which I kind of respect. It's to a fault where, like, someone will say something kind of innocuous where they're, like, calling him out on him being, like, erratic and annoying. And then he, like, ruins an entire dinner and, like, throws a fit and, like, goes inside. And everyone's like, what just happened? But I kind of get where he's coming from. Because everyone is such a fake loser on that show. Austin, fake. Um, Shep, fake and bisexual um he's so mean to his girlfriend it makes me sick uh because he's like a latent bisexual and probably gay i have nothing more to say about southern charm it's 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 something to watch if you're into it if you're with the program if you feel like you're locked in you're gonna stick with it but it's i don't recommend it I'm not saying you have to watch this season. Who cares? Um, yeah. Oh, wait. Before I get into like movies and TV, I wanted to talk a little about food. I had a really beautiful meal at Minetta Tavern, Keith McNally joint for 
best friend, sister of the pod, Anna Kajian's birthday. I won't say how old she's turning because I literally don't remember. It's fine. It's just after you turn 30, boop, no one cares. You know, like no one cares. Mineta Tavern, though, it's not like a tavern. It's like a fully like beautiful restaurant. And the service was like crazy. I've never been like treated nicer in my entire life. There's just always like a flock of waiters and they're dressed like really nice. They all have like award-winning, charming personalities. And they're like, can I get you another drink? Do you want some more water? Do you want this? They're like lifting all the stuff off the table, changing the paper tablecloth. We're like, oh, we don't even need that. They're like, no, we have to do this. I'm like, okay, then do it. Um, I was drinking some cocktail that had like gin, rhubarb, seltzer. It was insanely good. Um, and I got like the burger, which like, you know, when you Google Manetta Tavern, the burger is the first thing that comes up. Um, absolutely delicious. Someone, I think Anna was, <laughs> we were starting. She ordered like four bone marrow starters <laughs> for the table. And, like each like bone marrow dish has like, it's like if you're trying to start a fire with wood, it's like four bones like stacked up. It was like, Flintstonian. It was also like we got a reservation very last minute, so it was like a table that should seat like four to six people, and we were seated like eight to ten. Um, and so we were crowded. Everyone's like, "Is this your water glass? Is this mine?" I'm like, "Bitch, who cares?" Just like we all have monkeypox, we all have COVID, we all have um, the flu. Who cares? Um, also, knock on wood. In case you're wondering, I've not gotten COVID yet. You have to party. You have to party through a pandemic. That's the only cure. Um, anyways, yeah. So I, I think I've had bone marrow once before, but this was like, there was so much bone marrow I had to like clear the bone. And I'm no stranger to clearing a bone. A chicken wing you put in front of me in 30 seconds, it's everything's gone. Cartilage, everything cleaned. I've never broken a bone open, like suck the marrow out because I'd you know, I'm not really going to like respectable establishments. So, you know, I don't, I don't know where the chickens are coming from, but bone marrow at Mineta Tavern, delicious on some toasted bread. The bread was perfect. Um, we had some other, there was like a tuna tartare. There was like, I don't know, salad, uh, dessert was some like, piece of cake with like a little candle in it because it was Anna's birthday and we honored her and it was great and I've like you know we I spent you know under $200 for my share which I knew was gonna be a lot but I've also spent more on a friend's birthday dinner I mean like me and me Juan and Jonathan have like a birthday pact where we take each other out for our, each other's birthdays and the three of us just like split it or the the two people whose birthday it's not split it and you know i went to vinegar hill house uh last year for john's birthday and incredible like vinegar hill house in vinegar hill a plus we all got different shit i got like a a chicken one got like pork roast something jonathan got something cocktails but like we split the bill at me and one it was like it was like a four hundred twenty dollar bill. I was like, God damn it, fucking hell. 
Um, so anyways, yeah. So I, you know, I'm at a tavern. Like I just, I felt like I was, um, royalty. The men are dressed so well. They're also like handsome. They're wearing little uniforms. Uh, I know how this sounds. It sounds like I'm a pig piece of shit. Uh, but I'm assuming they're getting paid. I think Keith McNally runs a tight ship and he respects the people that work for him. I've never been to Balthazar. I didn't know Balthazar was like a restaurant until like a few years ago. I thought it was just like a place where you buy bread in Soho. I thought it was like, you know, across the street from Dean and DeLuca and you get like coffee and like a baguette. I didn't know it was like, you know, restaurant. I mean, at a tavern's like tiny and it's fucking packed. West Village off the West 4th Street stop. Anyways, it was gorgeous. Every minute of it. It's like what you want. It's like everyone's in like little red leather boots and everyone's like having a good time. Everyone's having a really good time. And like that's really important to the mood. Um, I've been to like, you know, not that many restaurants in my life. As you know, I've probably been to like five restaurants in Manhattan in the last 11 years I've lived in New York. Um, I would say the vibe is incomparable. So, guys, <laughs> make your reservations now. It was great. I know there's way too many French fries though. So the burger was like a decent size. I was not, I was not unsettled with the size of the burger. But the amount of French fries was almost insulting. I'm like, you don't have to do this much because I'm just gonna like not eat it. And then I, I feel, you know, I, I want to clear a plate, especially when I'm paying thirty six dollars for a fucking burger. I want to clear the plate. So many fries. Um, so I just, but I put them on a plate in the middle of the table. I'm like, if anyone wants fries, you know, go ahead. But there's not a lot of real estate on the table. Anyways. Um, yeah, I feel like I've covered Minetta Tavern. If you're curious, just check it out. And now I want to go to Balthazar. Now I'm obsessed with Keith McNally. Especially after he posted that thing with Dorit. No, not Dorit. Record scratch. Dorinda. Where, like, she came to Balthazar and he posted a picture of her and him together with his arm around her. And he's like, oh, Dorinda Medley came in and we had a torrid love affair 20 years ago. She looks younger now more than ever. Um, Kind of doubt it, but, like, that's so crazy. <laughs> I just love slots that own restaurants. Keith is staring at crazy. Um, more food stuff really quick. So like Subway, you know, like Subway sandwiches, Jared Vogel, etc. has been coming across my timeline a lot for some reason. I don't know why, but, um, so I've been to Subway in like truly years because there's not one in Greenpoint anymore. It closed. I used to live next door to one in Bushwick and I would go there a lot because I was a vegetarian back then. Uh, I've been a vegetarian probably in my life, like five and a half six years total not to like be a bitch or like brag but like i did used to have principles um and now i don't however i just thought like i would detail my subway sandwich order for whatever reason because i have a platform to do so um and maybe it'll inspire some of you okay here's why i also don't go to like other subways like if i'm upstate because they do not have the veggie patty my sandwich order at subway revolves around the veggie patty and 
I used, I mean, a couple months ago, I had like a calorie counting app. I don't have, I mean, I still have it, but I don't use it anymore because the batteries on my scale, my weight scale, my apartment, they ran out. So I'm like, well, if I don't know what's going on, then like, why log the calories? So if you have some AAA batteries laying around, send them to me. I could go to the store. I don't want to go to the store. Anyways, this is a vegetarian sandwich option. Like if I wanted a deli sandwich, I would just truly go to a deli. Like Subway, their veggie patty should not be slept on. So what I would do is I would get like a foot long um, Italian urban cheese, lightly toasted, veggie patty, lettuce, tomato, onion, and I think I had cheese. Oh, the cheese, I get like the four cheese blend. Because why choose when you can have like four? Because it all tastes the same. It's all like wax. It's all melted down like tires. Like who gives a shit? Um, but here's where things get a little interesting. The sauces you get on the sub. I would get creamy sriracha, which is such an interesting thing to have at all. Because I hate sriracha. I hate, like, sriracha culture. It's, like, so, like, mm, awesome bacon sauce. Very Nick, uh, the guy from fucking Parks and Recreation. Nick, well, uh, whatever. People that, like, love that show have, like, the tiny little carabiner of, like, sriracha on their belt. Um, No respect for them. But they had creamy sriracha, and then they also had something like Chipotle Southwest. So I'm like light creamy sriracha, light Chipotle Southwest. This is also so like, do you guys listen to the very Delta podcast with Delta work? Who's just like a fat drag queen who like complains about like the ins and outs of like fast food and then has a guest on. It's so fucking good. Anyways, that's my subway order. Uh, and I haven't had it in like probably three years. Um, so maybe tomorrow is when I finally venture out, take the car out for a little drive and go to, um, Bushwick. Like, how is there no subway in Greenpoint? There used to be one. It was so good. My teenage dream ended. Barry Abraham. Yeah. I think, uh, any more food stuff? Before I move on to uh, television and movies, guys, in the comments, <laughs> let me know your subway order. Obviously, like you get like a turkey sandwich, it's fine. I've truly never done that. I've only, when I was like living by subways, I was a vegetarian, and so I'd get the veggie patty, which is deeply filling. It's like it's like a Doctor Scholl's insert on bread. The bread is made of tires. It's like Firestone, like, lent them, like, spare rubber to make bread. So you're eating, like, Dr. Scholl's insert in between tires. And it's filling. Is it fibrous? Is it as fibrous as shrimp tails? Jury's out. Oh, should I go off about shrimp tails? Did I already do that? Hmm. I can't remember. Last episode, did I talk about shrimp tails? No, I was, uh, 
no what had happened was uh anna and dasha were talking about shrimp tails on red scare and they were mentioning me because like hello i've been on the shrimp tail tip for a fucking minute i searched my own food twitter which i don't even know went back eight years it did um so in like 2014 or 15 i tweeted that like shrimp tails are my favorite food and so i you know i just enjoy the shrimp tail i'm kind of fat and out of control and i love to clear a plate also so it's like that's something to be considered then a couple months ago i read a new york post article and you know they're always telling the truth those guys over there at the new york post um i had thought originally that so what they had said is that like most american citizens eat a credit card's worth of microplastic a month and i was shocked when i googled it very recently that it's a credit card's a credit card's worth of plastic a week a week and so okay here's the thing so it's like either like most americans average between like 0.1 milligrams between that and like 0.5 milligrams of plastic and 0.5 is like a credit card so you may not be in the red zone i may not be either i'm not sure where these microplastics come from and i don't want to know however it might be something to consider and maybe stay away from subway Subway could also be the antidote. Again, I don't know. I'm not an expert. Um, but my theory is that like shrimp tails are, they're cellulose, they're plastic basically, but they're nature's plastic. So every opportunity you have to eat something so sharp and scary and seemingly disgusting, you better fucking chomp that shit down. Honestly, don't even chew the shrimp tails that much give it a couple like chew it a little bit let it be sharp let it go through your system scrape your insides out that's the tea the tea is the shrimp tail um yeah i mean come on get with the program eat the fucking tails for the love of god eat the tails Okay, I'm going to take a tiny little break again. And then, uh, what did I do? 20 minutes. Oh my God, so we're at 50 minutes. Okay, I could like literally call it right now. But guess what? I'm not. I'm going to um, go grab a hard kombucha. And, um, you know, whatever. Keep fucking talking <laughs> to myself in the room. Okay, be right back. And we're back. Okay, sorry. My mood has, like, shifted a little bit. Because, like, if you remember at the top of this episode, I was, like, so happy to get my uh, birthday present in the mail, the Comb Digger Song original fragrance. I was like, oh, it's so cool how it, like, doesn't really, like, work that well. And it just kind of gleeks all over you. Um, it's, like, gotten worse. And it just, like, literally just... It doesn't spray. Um, it just leaks a lot of 
fragrance, which is like expensive. Like this bottle of perfume is a fucking car payment. So like, I don't know, whatever. So I contacted the seller. I'm not a huge bitch about anything. I was just like, Hey, um, I know it was sent in the package and it's like, I don't know, from like 1994, uh, or whatever. But I was like, is there, do you have any tips like how to make this function properly? Cause, uh, I don't know. We'll hear back or not. I don't know. I was just really looking forward to this thing working out. I, it's, I fucking, I never fuck with eBay. And this is why we'll see. I mean, it, it might work out fine. However, now I'm just like doused in like, I'm like getting a headache because, uh, I keep trying to test it to make sure it works and it's leaking. Like you can see in the bottle how much the scent has gone down. And I've only done like, you know, five or six like pumps of it. So like that's, it, it's like leaking too much. Um, it's fine. Whatever. Can't have nice things. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll just like, you know, this is the home, the home stretch. I've already done almost an hour. Like, you know, this is going to be, you know, one of the books, but so yesterday I watched like three movies and I don't really watch movies cause I have like kind of a Gen Z, like <laughs> if I was actually Gen Z, I'd be like, I have ADHD, I have autism and I'm gay and retarded and a faggot. However, since I, I guess I'm a millennial, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like Gen X, <laughs> not me saying gen x is my vibe but it is i'm just like disgruntled and i feel old and crotchety all the time but yesterday i watched one of the best movies i've seen i would say in like a year or so it's called under the skin starring scarlett johansson the thing is, like, this movie's popped up on my radar, and I thought I'd already seen it, but I was confusing it with this uh, Pedro Almodovar. Almodovar? I don't know. Um, movie with, like, Antonio Banderas is called, like, The Skin I Live In, which I saw when it came out, and I don't remember a single thing. There was, like, a, a moment where, like, every movie had like a woman's face like wrapped in bandages it was like that there's some like swedish shit where it was like mm, it was called like mommy or some shit like that and then also ryan murphy has uh the new american horror story series is like every episode is its own little plot and there's one starring what's her face it's called judith light i think she was in um difficult people she was uh the redhead's mom that show starring billy eichner and uh what the fuck's her name julie klausner god it was like another it was like fire island movie happening all over again where everyone like pretended to love this show and i'm like this is the most grating, awful show I've, like, maybe ever seen. There were some funny jokes. Cola Scola was good. In the moments, like, they were in a... Otherwise, it was just this, like, torturous inside joke of, like, 
weird like New York theater people. And they're like, I'm not getting into it. The show, the show was bad. But everyone, it was like one of those things where like everyone in the quote unquote industry pretended to love. You know, like, meh. did anyone really enjoy it? In the comments, let me know if you enjoyed the show. Um, because I have news for you, it was not enjoyable. Anyways, um, Under the Skin, starring Scarlett Johansson, 2013. One of the best movies I've seen since the movie, I think, Mandy, which I watched like a year and a half ago. Um, The plot, I mean, you can like Google it. I won't spoil anything. I will just say that like the cinematography is absolutely astonishing every scene you just like linger on and you're like oh my god the lighting's perfect the framing's perfect the vibe is perfect um she's like an alien that comes to earth and like abducts men that's not a spoiler but like the first scene of the movie is a sort of like abstract it's like shapes in outer space and it's like this bright spotlight and uh, you hear Scarlett Johansson's voice practicing being a person. I think, what is she saying? Like, no, 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 no. And like Scarlett Johansson was like on top of the fucking world in this moment. Like she was like in perfume ads. She was in like, um, that movie Her, which I didn't even realize that was uh, Joaquin Phoenix with a mustache until the second time I watched that movie. Like, <laughs> I have holes in my brain. Anyways, uh, she this movie was also in the works for like 10 years, and she signed on, and it was like four years later that it actually came to fruition. Um, they filmed it in Scotland. Uh, just like, you know take my word for it this movie is like unlike i mean maybe it's like other movies but it is uh for me um one of those things that stuck sticks with you for a long time and it's a visual feat and it's kind of a really simple premise and that's where they kind of nail it because again i don't want to spoil shit but uh, it's a great movie. It rattled me a little bit. Did it make me think about stuff? Hmm, kind of. Kind of not. Um, a lot of people projected a lot of meaning onto it later on. They're like, is this about immigration? Is this about like transgender people? Um, and for me, I was like, um, this is just about like understanding and humanity like I don't I think the director I forget his name uh he's like no (laughs) what (laughs) there were a lot of think pieces around this movie at the time but I didn't read them because I it kind of just like it it came across my desk but it, it didn't really um I watched Orphan First Kill uh I think it's on Paramount Plus um, one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen 
could not get enough of it. Julia Stiles plays this like Greenwich, Connecticut, like housewife. Again, I'm not going to spoil this movie. It's a prequel to some other movie that came out like so long ago. And like, <laughs> maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention, but I didn't realize to like three quarters of the way of the movie that like it's a dwarf. <laughs> they say like you're a dwarf, um, which is outdated language. You know, I've seen every season of Little Women, Atlanta, LA, New York, Dallas. Um, and I didn't realize like the shots, like I, I caught wind of it maybe halfway three quarters through where like Julia Siles is suddenly so much taller than this 30 year old woman. Um, and like they go to like a child psychiatrist and then like they film her from behind and she's like running away, but it's like a like six year old girl. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And I saw a tweet where it's like the cast like filming and they're wearing like platform, they're wearing like Lita boots basically. <laughs> um, I was like, oh wait, that's, what's going on like because the premise is like this girl who you think is a little girl has to like assimilate like missing child she pretends to be the missing child there's a lot more going on again i won't spoil i don't like to spoil movies that kind of just came out um and so (laughs) it's like shit like everything you want to happen just like happens there's a lot of uh fighting there's a, like every character kind of dies in a way um not me spoiling after i said i wasn't gonna spoil but yeah no it's you know a lot of people are saying it's camp it's camp nothing's camp anymore it's impossible to be camp um it's just bad it's just a bad movie. And gay guys are only people stupid enough to be like, we love. And I'm one of them. Okay, then I watched Blair Witch, the 2016 version, which, okay, the original Blair Witch is like one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Like, Halloween and Blair Witch are like my probably favorite horror movies. Um, and so. Yeah, I guess there were like there was a movie that kind of capitalized on the initial success of Blair Witch that came out like a year after, but this is like a sequel to the first movie and it ignores the other two movies after that, and it's whatever. It's like a group of kids. So like the guy, like the main character is like my sister was the the woman who disappeared in the woods and I I want to find her or like try to find that house in the woods shit goes down it's very predictable um but they actually show the blair witch and you can like google like blair witch 2016 um it was scary in moments but like also it wasn't that cool but like you know i wanted to i was like i want to watch a scary movie i've seen the blair witch like 10 times maybe i'll watch something else but I was like, I guess that's why that movie exists. It's like, so you just kind of watch it. Um, not great. Um, then I kind of rounded things out. I, I fired up a movie at 1 a.m. 
the movie Room, starring Brie Larson. And I think she won, like, an Academy Award for this role, which, mm, okay. Maybe there wasn't so much competition that year. The movie's, like, actually based on... Okay, so the, the premise of the movie Room is that, like, Brie Larson is, like, a teenager. I think she's probably, like, a, a junior or senior in high school. Um, she gets abducted by a neighbor. He keeps her in a shed in his backyard, soundproofed. And it's in, like, a pretty densely populated, not suburb, like, I guess it's just in, like, a town. It, like, looked in looked like a neighborhood like I grew up in. Like, it's country around but like in town the houses are like next door to each other there's not a huge plot of land so she spent seven years in there um he r-worded her raped and she had a kid so the kid is like five years old and she's finally like okay so i've been lying to you this whole time uh they've never he's never left the room He's never seen the world. They have a little skylight they look out on. Um, and, you know, they devise a plot to escape the room. And maybe they succeed. Maybe they don't. They obviously do. And then it kind of chronicles, like, the, the harsh adjustment period. But this movie's based on a real story, which is actually so much more harrowing than, like, this Brie Larson um, iteration where like in Australia, this guy locked his daughter in a basement for 24 years and he impregnated her seven times and she had seven of his children. And that's what the movie's based on. So I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, I mean, the story sounds bad for me. It's like a metaphor of like, it's just like as bad as like masking like children in, in elementary schools and like preschool. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, this Australian story is absolutely insane. 24 years locked in a basement and you've had seven children with your dad. So they're all kind of retarded. I think, I don't know. I didn't do my own research. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe you guys could, and again, sound off in the comments. Um, oh my God. Okay. Sydney Sweeney did nothing wrong. Oh, her dad wore like a blue lives matter shirt. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Me and Sydney Sweeney had the same birthday, September 12th, day after the towers fell. So we both know what it's like to have like a really bad birthday. So I sympathize with her. Also, like, it's so weird. Like, every post on Facebook, like, 90% of it is, like, just, like, pictures of family with, like, the Punisher Blue Lives Matter striped shirt. And then once it hits Twitter, everyone's like, oh, my God, you should never work again. <laughs> like, um, who cares? And then everyone's like, oh, our family's wearing MAGA hats. But it was like a parody. But I didn't like I couldn't figure out what the parody was. But it was it didn't say make America great again. It said like make America boop again. I, I don't know what it was. So yeah, sound off in the comments if you know. I don't care. Um 
There's a new season of Making the Cut, which no one told me about. There's already four episodes out. It's the Heidi Klum, um, Tim Gunn, Amazon Prime, like, fashion competition show where the winner wins, like, a million dollars. And everyone has, like, an established brand, and they're all terrible. Um, It's not great, but it's... I will watch it in private. Um, The new Beavis and Butthead show is incredible. It's, like, funny. They review, like, music videos, TikToks, and, like, YouTube videos. And there's, like, the little kind of side plots where they're just mostly getting, like, stuck in situations. So, like, the first episode, they go to, like, an escape room, but, like, they get locked. They, like, lock themselves in the bathroom, and they think that's the escape room, and they just, like, fuck up the bathroom. It's funny. And then, like... I don't know. I remember maybe like the fourth episode, like, cause if you watch the movie that came out a month or so ago, there's like Beavis and Bud from the future and they come to earth and they show them like their future or <laughs> whatever. And so like it shows them in their like forties or fifties and Beavis, no, butthead. I'm gay butthead. I sound like butthead. I get it. I've heard it before. Um, but it's like obese and they both just like drink beer and Beavis runs out of unemployment. So he goes to the unemployment office and gets like assigned a job to like an obese person who can't take care of himself. And it turns out to be butthead. And so they just get paid to like hang out, which is like mad funny. Ugh. <laughs> Like judge toward again. Also, I'm an idiot. Really easy to please. Um, oh, selling the OC. I watched that in one sitting. I feel like Alexandra Rose, who's like the kind of like tiny mouth blonde villain, kind of made up this backstory because <laughs> they just kept getting worse and worse because you think she's like Laguna Beach like royalty because she's selling like 20 million dollar houses and stuff uh, and she's like actually my mom was a drug addict and my dad was in the picture and then I would like be in foster care and then I like found my mom and she described her own mother as an animal she's like I saw my mom in the street and she was just an animal and I couldn't even help her I was like okay weird I, I mean, maybe TA, but like weird. Um, I just, I'm, uh, you know, believe women, believe most women some of the time, but like, I'm not exactly buying what she's selling. Um, cause she has an attitude of like, I hate everyone's not like me. Like that, that experience would change you, I think. However, like all the women that you're supposed to like, that's what's interesting about, um, selling the OC is like, they have, like the girl boss, they have the kind of like stripper turned real estate agent, and they're actually like meaner than the supposed mean girls, which is like also there's three women named Alexandra. But um yeah, so I can't keep track of what's going on. Um there's also like a demented bisexual guy that like I in episode one I'm like, oh I can't wait to see what he does. They don't even focus on him because like all the women are so hellbent on like destroying each other. Um, and I don't even think it took that much coaxing by production. So, sorry, ladies. 
uh geo geo's like is like spoiled rotten rich kid from newport who is like such a piece of shit he's like chuck bass from gossip girl and his mom looks like like a suggestion of a face she kind of looks like one of the wayne's she looks like white chick she looks like like one of the white chicks just kind of like someone put like a basketball over her head cut out eye holes and just like painted on a face and put in like bright blue contacts she's incredible put her on real housewives of warner county like please for me um i'm running out of steam i'm well over an hour okay fuck whatever oh um i watched trixie motel on discovery plus and like god damn it trixie is like i feel like our sense of humor is actually too similar it makes me want to fucking kill myself she'll just like say things like very like off the cuff very quick kind of interject she's like sharp but she also is like so obvious and it makes me rethink how i um go about in the world uh and you know she bought this like motel in balm springs she bought it for 1.9 million dollars it's putting her budget was five hundred thousand dollars for all the reno you know she went over that like it's like everything needed to be done there's like eight rooms pool no way that was only five hundred thousand dollars um and like her her go-to uh contractors this woman who like prints all of her own garments like she has like wallpaper and like flooring and shit but like every thing she wears is like this weird romper that's like her own designed it looks like marbled like book paper or like like stupid swirly 70s shit that like there's a reason that's not around it's probably just like this cheap polyester or like modal like a horseshit um and they put these rooms together and they look great but i'm like you're just gonna rent them out to gay guys who are gonna come all over everything you're gonna put a velvet headboard in a moat in a hotel what happens when someone comes on it these like custom like everything's custom everything's custom whatever I wish Trixie the best. She's taking care of her family. She's done very well for herself. Um, maybe one day this podcast will, uh, will take off. But yeah, until then, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm done. I have to pick. I'm gonna pick out a song to play. I haven't. I haven't really thought of it yet. Um. Fuck my drag. What should I do? What should I do? Um, I mean, I kind of want to visit Palm Springs or like, it'd be fun to like, just like move there. It's too hot. Like it's literally too hot. I would die. But like maybe winters, winters in Palm Springs. There's a lot of old gay guys live there, right? Sound off in the comments if, uh, you live in Palm Springs. I, I doubt you do, but I don't know. Cause there's mountains, but I need like water. It's so dry. Oh my God. I don't like the West coast. Um, I'm finding a song. 
finding the song. Okay, well, I don't even know. Good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in.